0: What's up, y'all? How you doing today? Uh, my name is Lewis Dooley. This is my brother Sam Key over here. And this week, we got Emotions for Tough Guys Part 2. And if you missed Part 1, you need to stop right here. You need to go back and listen or watch Part 1. And then come back and check out Part 2. And it's also a bump day. Yeah. So, um, yeah. what's
1: up, bud? How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Didn't you got really an early know. start this morning, I right? I did get an early start. Had to, I was called in to work had to work for a few hours, and uh, now I'm here, and it's only just what like nine twenty three, nine twenty three. So it's pretty
0: early. So, um, yeah. part two, like what, what what we got, we what we serving up today on uh, part two of tough guys.
1: I was thinking about this and uh, emotions for tough guys. Part two, we really wanted to dig into the life of the toughest guy mm-hmm. that we know, and that is not Jackie Chan. No, Jet Li,
0: <laughs> man. Jet, Jet Li. I'm That's not right. a Jackie Chan yeah. guy. I'm a
1: Jet Li guy. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, but the emotions of Jesus, all right? And again, I was thinking about this, and I was I was like aware that there's a lot of things about Jesus that we use uh, kind of a, apologetically, you know, mm. like the actions of Jesus are like really cool, you know, his miracles and the fact that he died... For, on the cross, rose from the grave. uh, And we use those, again, apologetically to win people to Christ, Mm -hmm. to to share more about God. Uh, And we also use his words apologetically, too. So Jesus has, like, the Sermon on the Mount and these great I Am statements, like, I am the bread of life, or I am the way, the truth, and life. We use his words a lot, too. But what about his emotions? Hmm. Could we use the emotions of Jesus to share about Jesus and to be a compelling way for people to know God more. Okay, And I think that's a pretty cool idea, I think especially in this day and age, uh, because um, uh, we can really resonate with some of these emotions. And maybe not all of us can do his miracles, (laughs) or maybe not all of us are as wise as he was, but within ourselves, God has given us all the same emotions that Jesus has. Now, granted, yep. ours can be jumbled up and whatnot, but, um, but he has them, we have them. And we referred last time to this uh, emotion wheel, and, okay. um, which is on the last uh, video, and maybe I'll throw it up on this one as well. But this emotion wheel has kind of been helpful for me to understanding like the, core, the eight core emotions and then all the auxiliary emotions that come off from them. And um, the two uh, main groups of emotions are uh, emotions that I have when my needs are being met. So those are positive ones. And then emotions that I have when my needs are not being met. Those are kind of more the negative ones. And Jesus had all of those, those two groups. I never thought
0: to to look at it like that, like just kind of categorizing them in two groups. When my needs are met, that's Mm -hmm. when these positive emotions are present. Mm And it's the opposite, you know. Mm-hmm. When my needs aren't being met, that's when I'm in this negative space mm-hmm. in my mind. So, man, that's that's. I mean, just that in itself is kind of mm-hmm. eye opening for me as I think about. When I'm exhibiting some emotion, mm-hmm. like to say, okay, what category is this in? Yeah. And then why am I feeling this mm-hmm. way? And yeah. then if it's good, I want more of it. If it's yeah. bad, I want to yeah. trace it back to see what the source
1: is yeah. and then figure out how to fix yeah. it. And again, emotions are just feedback. They're like the mm-hmm. check engine lights on your car mm-hmm. yep. um, that are it's giving you information. So, And that's a pretty easy way of putting it. Like, my needs are being met yeah. and they're not being met. As soon as you said
0: that, too, man, um, in the first episode... My light came on in my car. Now my car <laughs> literally in the shop right now. Good thing you paid attention to that light. Yeah, I guess. My A- A- wa- not my to wallet, the smoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My wallet um is not so happy about that, but you yeah. know, it is what it so is. So it's
1: producing uh, unmet needs in you right now. Correct, correct. <laughs> Absolutely right. So, again, Jesus had these same two categories, broad categories. And within those, there, there are, again, eight core emotions. Mm-hmm. And they are... Um, um, pride or being proud, that self-acceptance, joy, uh, intrigue, trust, love, and peace. And Jesus, as we'll see, had those. And then feelings when your needs are not being met are uh, shame, sadness, surprise, fear, disgust, and anger. So let's just get into it. The first category that I have here and. I didn't quite get all the emotions of Jesus from, <laughs> from the wow, Gospels. Wow, not even after all but, um, these pages and pages? But I, get got, all of them? I got several of them, that's okay. for sure. So the first category let's talk about is joy. So again, joy is, comes from when your needs are being met. And some of the words associated with joy are happy, ecstatic, excited, or grateful. And then delighted, pleased, elated, thrilled, enthusiastic, passionate, appreciative, and thankful. So John seventeen thirteen it says that, but now I'm coming to you. Jesus said in a prayer, and these things I speak in the world that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. So there's a Greek word kara, and there's a verb form of it too, and that's karate, which means to rejoice. Karate? Yeah, rejoice in karate. Uh, no, not. It sounds a lot like karate. It's there, you karate. Do the, you said karate. Drop karate so of know. joy. Uh, Luke. says, In that same hour he rejoiced. That's your karate right there. He rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. Uh, Then there's a couple more places in John 15. uh, If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Oh, that's the word love. That's agape right there. It's another emotion. Just as I've kept my father's commandments and abide in his love, these things I've spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. so it seems like Jesus has this a lot of joy in himself that um that he really wants to give other people yeah, and yeah I'm wondering what is that? <clears throat> what is the joy that's in him that he wants to give to others? Maybe the next verse, the last verse hebrews twelve two could answer that it says looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So what is that joy that he had uh, when he was on the cross, that he was, he was looking at this joy, and he had it in himself, and he even now wants to give it to us. And uh, what do you think that joy is from that verse?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking, I mean, he knew... Where he was, you know, where his life was mm-hmm. leading, it was to die for the sins of the world, you know. And what greater joy could God have than to make a way that people could be redeemed? Yeah, that you know, is that their sin could be paid for and that they could have a relationship with God and spend eternity with him. Yeah, you know, I was just thinking joy, like, you know, like sometimes I'll like, like, for instance, I I haven't. I watched the first like five seasons of American Idol when I was in prison. Mm -hmm. I watched a lot of stuff like that when I was in prison because I had a lot of time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I haven't watched it since I've been out, and I just stumbled upon it maybe a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And I guess it was the new season. And man, there was so much talent on there. And I've been a guy that's always like not like country music because Mm -hmm. it's like it just it's talking about my dog being shot, my girl left me, (laughs) and now I'm drinking some beers on the back of my pickup. And it's like I can't relate to it. I can relate to. The emotion, but I can't relate to how it plays out because I don't have a pickup truck and my dog ain't sitting there, you know, and all that (laughs) kind of stuff. So but I'm listening and there was like several country singers on there. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if it's because I'm older now, but it just brought me joy to Mm -hmm. see like their talent. Yeah. And I like the songs. And then I was like, I ran downstairs to tell my wife, like, man, come (laughs) up here. And watch this. You ain't going to believe this. I think I like country music now. And so my point is not that I think I like country music, Mm -hmm. but it was bringing me joy. I was genuinely like excited and Uh happy for these people and this specific genre of music that I historically didn't like. And I wanted her to share that joy with me. And you wanted her to share that joy with me. So, you know, to me, like... That may be the difference between being happy because I can be happy about stuff and I may not necessarily Mm -hmm. go get my wife. But I really had a deep sense of like Mm -hmm. fulfillment Mm -hmm. and even some awe, Mm -hmm. you know, and I wanted to like my wife to see that. But I wanted to experience that with her. So I guess maybe in a sense, that's just a little bitty tiny speck of maybe what Jesus is feeling as he's going to the cross. The nails are being driven in the spike is being done. And he knows that with each one of those things, it getting nearer and nearer for mankind mm. to be reunited with God. Wow.
1: Yeah. He's fulfilling his mission. It's going to be accomplished. Reason for joy. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. And by the way, the winner was a country singer. Who
1: ended up winning? This guy named
0: Noah.
1: Oh, yeah. From Kentucky, I think. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked Country Girl. Yeah. I think that was her name. Not Country Girl. I,
1: I saw a few episodes. Not all yeah, of them. It was no. great,
0: man. It was great.
1: So now we go to uh, love, or affection or pity. I kind of lumped those together, mm. love, affection, and pity okay. in, in some verses. And, um, and I guess pay attention too, like there's a lot of emotion in the book of, in the Gospel of Mark, a lot of joy in John, a lot of like uh, more deeper emotions in Mark. But let's start with Mark 1: uh, 40 through41. Uh, When when a leper came to him and uh, a leper came to Jesus, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, Jesus, if you will, you can make me clean. And then it says in verse 41, moved with pity, he stretched out his hand and touched him and said, I will be clean. So this word for this moving with pity, this is kind of a fun thing. I love sharing this with people because it's uh, uh, the word splanktomai or splankidzomai. And it has to do with your bowels, okay? Mm. So in the Greek and in the Hebrew context, uh, they thought that the kind of the bedrock of emotions, the source was your bowels. It really touch your inward parts. Mm. So it means to be moved with pity in your inward parts and your bowels, to have compassion, to be very touched. So that's Jesus. Um, seeing the plight of this leper, this untouchable, this outcast, and seeing his faith, and it just gets to Jesus. And he is moved with pity.
0: Yeah, you know, pity is, a, is a, a weird word for me because I don't often use it. Okay, um, I don't think most people are, maybe often use it. But I feel like it's negative because yeah, yeah. it's like I don't want somebody to have pity yeah. on me or pity towards me. But I think there may be times in our life where, you know, we need a helping hand. And someone that may be in position will look at us and have pity because they want to help. And Mm -hmm. it's not it's not like you're bad, you're worthless, you don't have hope. Mm -hmm. It's more of I'm identifying with you and your struggle. And although I'm not in it, I have a desire to maybe help you out of it. It's yeah. kind of like what we talked about, you know, a handful of episodes ago with um, the guy in the quicksand. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember the word, but it's like yeah, you, compa-
1: empathy empathy versus sympathy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like,
0: you know, hey, I see you you yeah. sinking. Man, I hope you get out of there and you keep yeah. walking. Or it's like I'm going to step my foot out there and risk myself yeah. going in yeah. there with you to help you out. And to I me, think, that's what I see. Pity. I think
1: pity gets a bad rap when it, it becomes more... Uh, Someone using pity when they should be using advocacy, for instance, and Mm -hmm. saying, oh, woe is me, there's all these problems wrong with me, and trying to get attention towards themselves. This guy isn't doing that. I mean, this guy is coming to Jesus, and he's imploring him. And he's saying he's leaving it completely in Jesus' court. He's mm-hmm. like, if you will, you can make me clean. Mm-hmm. So nowhere does he say, as we typically associate the word pity with, oh, look at me, I'm an outcast. I'm a, I'm a, everyone's mistreating me. Nobody yeah, yeah. loves me. He's not doing that. Yeah, yeah. But he's saying, you can do it if you want to. But hey, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Yeah, yeah. And since he doesn't have that self-pity then Jesus is able to come to him with, I think, true pity.
0: Yeah, and self-pity, to me, those type of people, they aren't even really looking for help. Mm -hmm. They just want, like, they just got this woe-is-me attitude, and and it's like, oh, I can't be helped. Yeah, yeah. It's like, what do you mean you can't be helped? So, like, self-pity, to me, is, like, the worst. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, John 11, a very famous uh, passage, the raising of uh, Lazarus from the dead. And this passage is just loaded with uh with emotion. Uh let's just start in verse thirty three. It says in John eleven, thirty-three, when Jesus saw her weeping, so there's some emotion right there, and the Jews who had come to her also weeping, more emotion, says he was deeply moved in his spirit and greatly troubled. All right, so stop right there. That first word deeply moved, it's a word that has to do with the snorting of horses. <laughs> So, like, you picture a horse snorting angrily with, like, mm. this suppressed rage or indignation um, from its inmost being. That's the mm. word, okay? Uh, so, Jesus is, like, snorting mad <laughs> with this suppressed rage that he's uh, letting out very carefully. And then it says, he's deeply moving in his spirit and greatly troubled. And that's, again, to be disturbed, to be stirred up. And then verse 34, it says, uh, and Jesus said, where have you laid him? And they said to him, Lord, come and see. And then it says in verse 35, Jesus wept. And that's the word dakruo, which means to weep. And it says, and then the Jews said to him, see how he loved him. And that's phileo for loved. So I, I found it interesting that they saw all this emotion, this like snorting anger, this deeply um, disturbed um, Disturbedness in him and this weeping. And then they summarized it by saying, See how much he loved him. I just thought that, not not see how angry he is or see, but mm-hmm. that was all, all towards, um, towards love there. I remember when, um, like, this is helpful for me because some of these, like, I get my emotions, my emotions feel like I don't always react in the right way. But here's a perfect person, Jesus. And if you can look at his emotions and and, and the information that they're giving, I just find it interesting. Um, the fact that he's at, like, a funeral, a, a dead bird, at a grave, and he's, and he's angry. So uh, a quick story. One of my I remember being at a funeral of a a younger girl, and there was a friend of mine, his name is Silas. And Silas, um, when he was at the funeral, uh, at one point in it, I remember either as he was walking in or walking out, um, but he just said, he just looked angry. And he just had this look that wasn't like, you're at a funeral and you're angry. But he said, this isn't right. And he just kept saying that this isn't right. And he was angry. And that really stuck with me. And that's, I think, kind of what Jesus is. That's where the that anger at death and, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and and at sin is coming from. See how much he loved him. All right. So then the last one in this love, affection, pity section is Philippians one eight. Philippians 1.8, it says, For God is my witness how I yearn for you with all the affection of Jesus Christ. And that's that same bowel word that's used there, that um, the entrails as the source of feeling, your bowels as a source of feeling the affection of Jesus. All right, let's go to the next uh, section here. Anger, indignant, frustration. There's a lot of overlap here, mm-hmm. um, but here's our next section uh, of anger. Uh, this first one is him being frustrating, frustrated, and anger in Matthew seventeen sixteen through seventeen. It says, "I brought him to your disciples, and they could not heal him." And Jesus answered, "O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him here to me." So, see that little word "O" in front of "O faithless and twisted generation." Uh, in, in the Greek, that's a word you see often in there, O, and it's uh, an, an indicator of deep emotion. So anytime you see that in the Bible, it's mm. an indicator of deep emotion. In this case, he's frustrated. How long am I to be with you and put up with you? Uh, Mark 3.5 says, And he said to the man with a withered hand, Come here, and he said to them, Is it lawful, so to the religious leaders, Is it lawful on the Sabbath, To do good or to do harm, to save a life or to kill, but they were silent, and he looked around at them with anger, with orge, and that's a popular Greek word for anger, with orge, at their hardness of heart, and he said to them, to the man, stretch out your hand. I found it interesting here that he was both angry, he had the orge, but he was also, he had the grief. He was grieved or sad at their hardness of heart. Very interesting. And then uh, one more, in Mark 10, uh, he, he is indignant. Mark 10, 13-14. And they were bringing children to him, that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, Let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them, for to such belong the kingdom of God. Hmm. So... Jesus was indignant. You know, I think in normal uh, Christian or church circles, we would say, oh, it's a sin to be indignant. I mean, that's a pretty strong word. Yeah, it's not a
0: popular word in my circles. <laughs> you know, I don't hear it used much, nor do I use it that often. But anger, I mean, I, I would say anger might be one of the most popular emotions, mm-hmm. one you of know, the core ones yep. amongst non believers, you know any little thing can and probably will set you off. Mm-hmm. And then amongst believers, kind of like the guy Silas you talked about, you know, when he was saying that well, this isn't right, mm-hmm. you know, he probably was looking at it from a, here's a young younger person that's dead and it shouldn't be right that mm-hmm. this young person should be dead. And even when Jesus, you know, is frustrated and anger, um, you know, back with the raising of Lazarus, you know, to me, the a lot of the emotion that he had was based on the fact of sin and and death being yeah. something that is brought about you know through the fall mm-hmm. and so it's like I could see it angering him you know for years back, yeah, you know when Satan um wanted to be equal with God and God cast him out that mm-hmm. you know all the stuff that we see around here, my friend Lazarus is dead, these people are weeping, and they're deeply hurt and wounded because their brother and friend is dead you know and there's this anger stirring up in Jesus because Satan is the author of it all mm-hmm. you know and so I can, I can see and and I think that a lot of times Christ, like us as Christians may get mad or angry about something and it's like Sometimes we want to be like, this is righteous indignation. Yeah. This is a righteous yeah. anger. Like when Jesus flipped over the money tables, mm-hmm. you know, with the money changers. And a lot of people I've heard use that verse um, when Jesus was angry and he flipped over the table mm-hmm. and he made a whip. And it was like, Jesus was whipping folks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hold on a minute. It didn't say he was whipping folks, you know, but Jesus was angry. and There was a, a legitimate reason mm-hmm. why he was angry but a lot of I've heard that taken out of context so many times. Well, people using that as an example is why they're angry, and it's like, man, mm. there ain't nothing godly about mm. the reason that you're mad. You mad because you lost the lottery? Are you mad because you this happened to yeah. you? It ain't got nothing to do with God.
1: I like how you pointed out that his he's looking all the way back to the Garden of Eden and what happened there, or, or maybe even further back with with the fall mm. of Satan. So, like his. His emotion is long, you know, it's, it's, it's been, it's part of the whole historical um, process of the world where ours may be more, uh, no pun intended, but flippant, flipping tables, mm-hmm. <laughs> but ours may be more um, short, you know, it was just yeah. something recent that happened, but he, he, his emotions are reacting to the correct uh,
0: Absolutely. Things. Yeah, I like how you put that. The correct. Like his his anger is correct. Is pointing at something that he correctly is angry mm-hmm. at, and oftentimes I don't think people mm-hmm. do. You know.
1: And again, those are like the two things when your needs aren't being met or are being met. You know, the needs of the human race of whatever they they mm-hmm. were not being met, and all this death and in that that he was witnessing, and he was reacting appropriately. Yeah, and then look looking at it. <clears throat> From that standpoint of a need not being met. I think a
0: lot of Christians get mad and upset at God um unjustly saying that their needs aren't being met. And that's just a lie. Mm. It's not true.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I'm angry with God because I didn't get, you know, a bonus at work or mm-hmm. I didn't get the promotion at work. God promised to like give us our needs, mm-hmm. not our want, not to fulfill our yeah. greed. So we get angry about something that God never even promised yeah. us and we're overlooking the things that He is doing yeah. in our lives. You know, so we yeah, just we're just great. in the flesh getting angry about just stupid stuff. Yeah. And again, it's not pointed at anything that's godly. Yeah. It's our own ungodly yeah. desires and, and wants and greed and all that stuff.
1: So maybe when you're experiencing one of those negative emotions, that's great. So ask yourself, Am I kind of seeing this as these are emotions when my wants aren't being met. No, it's w- when your needs aren't being met. Mm-hmm. So just ask yourself, is this thing that I'm grieving or whatever, a need or just a want?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, that's good. Yeah, that's really but I think good. we blame we blame God for a lot of stuff. Yeah. You know, It's usually when something ain't going right, but we don't usually blame God when things are going right.
1: Mm-hmm. We you ex- know. we accept all the
0: credit. <laughs> yeah, or, or whether they're like... Whether credit or given is not, like yeah. God isn't even in the framework yeah. of it. Yeah. You know, I did like something good happened to me that was nothing to do mm. with what I did. And I don't thank God for mm. it. You know, I just happy go luckily through life yeah. and, and I enjoy whatever yeah. that thing is. But let something bad or wrong or negative mm. happen. God, why me? Why are you letting this happen mm-hmm. to me? Like, why not you? Mm-hmm. What exempts you from these? Things happening in life in general. Mm. What exempts you from sinful things mm. happening that either is your fault or no fault of your own. What exempts you from
1: that? Yeah. Nothing. That's good. Let's go to the next group of, of sadness or grief or sorrow or tiredness, exhaustion, tears, trouble, weariness. These are all in this kind of suppressed category uh, of sadness. Sadness is the main uh, category, that of loss. Uh, whether it's physical like again like being tired or whatnot. So Mark 6:30 30 through 31 uh, Jesus is tired and he said he says come away by yourselves to the disciples to a desolate place and rest a while. For many were coming and going and they had no leisure even to eat. So this this was the emotion of exhaustion and tiredness. Next in Mark uh 14:32 through 34 it says, and they went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to the disciples, sit here while I pray. And he took with him Peter and James and John, and he began to be greatly distressed and troubled. And he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful even to death, remain here and watch. So a couple of his strong emotions here. Uh, to be greatly distressed means to be like utterly dismayed. When he says, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death, it means to be seized by horror and distress. And uh, I just find it really um, fascinating that, like, Jesus knows the condition of his soul. He's saying constantly, he's like, this is my soul, and I know what it's up to, and this is what it's feeling right now, like... I'm not there yet, <laughs> you know. I can't say uh, what my my soul is going through, but um, but he knows, and uh, he puts a he puts the right words on it. Luke twelve forty nine through fifty one. It says, um, "I came to cast fire on the earth, and would that it were already kindled. I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it's accomplished? Do you think I've come to give peace on the earth? No, but rather division." So this is burning zeal, this distress, uh, or purifying judgment. So Jesus had this emotion. Uh, next one, Luke 19, 41-42, he's sad. He comes to a city <coughs> of Jerusalem, and it says he wept over it. All right, Luke 22, next one. Luke twenty-two forty-two 42-45, he's in agony. And then this, the disciples are in sorrow. Jesus said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. He's in the Garden of Gethsemane. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. And then it says, And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose from prayer, he came to the, the disciples and found them sleeping for sorrow. I just, you know, we read over these passages so often, but do we, read, do we read them from this, like, feeling level, this emotional level? It's all right there. He's in agony or dread, and his disciples are depressed, basically. You know, they have this <clears> sorrow.
0: Yeah, to me, that's very indicative of the world we live in as far as people who are blinded from the truth. And in a sense, they're all asleep. Hmm. You know, while all this spiritual warfare is taking place, mm-hmm. where the world is slowly but surely going to come to an end when Jesus will return a second time. And it's like, you know, kind of like the wise and foolish maidens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Some of them had the oil for their lamps and some of them didn't, you mm-hmm. know, which is telling us like we better be ready. Mm-hmm. You know, the world the world ain't ready, man. Mm-hmm. They're asleep. And in their and there's in the world slumber. It's either Vegas you know, there's a party, there's drugs, there's mm-hmm. all these things that feed the flesh or there's this um, deep indignation towards God to the point to where people are saying that there is no God or people are serving all these other guys mm-hmm. because there may be some benefit that they want from this God or um, it just makes them feel somewhat at peace, like mm-hmm. reincarnation. Well, man, I'll come back again or for the people that believe in a purgatory. Well, if I don't if I don't make it right in this life, then I can be mm-hmm. prayed in by some other people or some dead people or something mm-hmm. to make it in. And so it's like all these things that people kind of have made up to believe to give them mm-hmm. some peace. But really, they're just in a deep sleep, yeah. you know, and they're blinded
1: to what's really going on. So like the disciples emotions mm-hmm. didn't match Jesus emotion. He was full of dread mm-hmm. and they were full of something else. So that that could be a good place for us to, to start <laughs> to be at too. And, and as we learn these verses here to see uh, how did Jesus react in these situations and, and uh, are my emotions matching his? Yeah, well, I mean, it seems
0: to me like just in that verse in Luke 22, 42 through 45, that once again, as Jesus pointed out so many times in the past, like the disciples didn't get it. Yeah, they didn't get it. He's that. constantly telling them that yeah. he's going, you know, he's going, you know, to die. And they just don't get mm-hmm. it. And so this is one step in that direction, what Jesus was doing, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why he has this sorrow and this agony mm-hmm. because he know that day is coming. Mm-hmm. And that's showing us his humanity. You yep. know what I mean? So he is man, but he also is yep. God. So we see his great humanity yep. here. But disciples just don't get it. Yep. They just do not get it. So I can understand why he would be upset. <laughs> but I, you know what? For so many years, I've kind of like... Look down upon the disciples mm. because I'm like, dude, how could you not get it? And then it's like, you know what, man, if I look in the mirror and I look at myself and I think about the times that I sin, then someone could say, man, you just don't get it. Mm. What's the difference? Yeah. What's the difference? Yeah. Right. Whether it's not believing yeah. Jesus saying what he's yeah. going to do or me
1: committing a sin. Yeah. We just don't get yeah. it. Or me walking my dog, and my dog's wanting to run out into traffic <laughs> yeah. and pull on the leash and go after everything. I'm like, don't you get it? Yeah, yeah. It's like, he doesn't get it. He doesn't see what I see. How about John 4, 6? Jesus is weary, another tired one. Uh, Jacob's well was there, John 4, 6. So Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. We'll pick up more on this tiredness and what it means for his humanity in a little bit, but just note that. John 12, 27, he's troubled. Jesus says, Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I have come to this hour. Mm. So he's troubled. Again, um, I hope people are noticing that there's a lot of emotion in Jesus' life. Mm. Um, a, A friend, someone said to me recently, like, there's not much to um, pull from in the Gospels about Jesus' emotion. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's it's all over. So Hebrews 5.7, the next one. This is him being fear, having, having fear, being afraid. Hebrews 5.7, it says, In the days of his flesh, Jesus offered up prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience and through what he suffered. Mm. And we we'll going to talk about that one again at the end. But just note that um, uh, it's a strong cry. It's, a, it's loud cries, strong cries and tears. And then even he learned obedience through what he suffered, that apathen is a Greek word, in it, and it is to suffer. So next one is marvel or surprise. So did Jesus ever experience the core emotion uh, of intrigue or surprise? Mm. He did. In Luke 7, verses 8 through 9, Jesus said, No, no, a man said to him, For I to a man set under authority with soldiers under me, and and I say to one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he (coughs) comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. So when Jesus heard the things that Mm -hmm. this man said, Jesus marveled at him, it says. He was surprised at this. And he turned to the crowd that followed him and said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. Hmm. so he's he marvel or wonder
0: <clears throat> i never really associated marvel with the word surprise hmm you know just because yeah. as far as i have always thought and believed like there's nothing that would surprise jesus
1: well this did he um hmm. he marveled at him so next one here's your table flipping ordeal zeal or passion and i i, I found found it uh Funny, too, that in this passage, there's no um, emotion uh, words there. It's just this demonstration, except for the word zeal, Mm -hmm, which is a quote quote. from the psalm. So that's why I put it in this zeal or passion uh, section. And he told told those who sold the pigeons, Take these things away. Do not make my father's house a house of trade. And his disciples remember that it was written, Zeal for your house will consume me. Mm And zeal, this zealos, a word means to boil or to seethe. All right, zeal—that's what zeal is—is is passion, and that's uh, one of the emotions as well. So, two more: peace and shame. So, peace. John fourteen twenty-seven. Irene uh, is the Greek word. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. So, instead of fear, Jesus <clears throat> wants to give us mm-hmm. peace. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one, uh, did Jesus ever experience shame? This is one of the core emotions and there's a verse with the word with shame in it and that's back to uh, a verse that we mentioned before, Hebrews 12:2, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for mm-hmm. the joy that was set before mm-hmm. him, we talked about that, he endured the cross, despising the shame mm-hmm. and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, I looked up Again, more of that word Mm -hmm. despise and that phrase despising the shame. And to despise shame means that you think nothing of it or you're not worried about it, okay? To be hung on a cross was shameful. That's why they did it. But Jesus, even though he was hung naked on a cross in front of everyone to ridicule and mock and spit on him and to experience shame and to be shamed, he's like I'm not thinking anything of this shame. I am not worried about this shame that I'm feeling. It's not that he didn't
0: feel it but he wasn't worried about it. Yeah, and that's, that's something I would even question though, like if you don't if you don't feel shame, then it doesn't mean it doesn't exist mm-hmm. for others. But can it mean that it doesn't exist in you? Like, like Jesus didn't see what was happening as a shameful act. He saw it as a joyful act But mm-hmm. before. Because what we talked about mm-hmm. earlier, because what this act was accomplishing mm-hmm. for all of mankind. So, you know, I don't know. I guess for me, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't see it as Jesus having shame or feeling shame, mm-hmm. but then overcoming that, I would see it as just, just you know, him not even, and maybe the fact that he's despising it means that it exists. Yeah. Because you couldn't despise something yeah. if it didn't yeah. exist. But, yeah, I guess my thoughts are he's despising the act of what they're trying to do, which is trying to shame trying him. Trying to shame him, yeah. But for him, it's not a shameful yeah. thing. So, yeah. I don't know, that may be more too much shame is a tricky weird?
1: emotion too because uh uh it's sometimes good it's sometimes not like if you're ex- if you feel a shame if you feel shame for something that you've done and i'm speaking biblically biblically here if you feel that shame like bible writers like paul will say you're forgiven there's grace let me lift you out of that mm. shame but if you're if you've done something wrong and you don't feel any shame for it and you should, that's when Paul will come in and say hey, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. So they'll actually give you shame because shame is uh, it's tricky like that.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, i liken it to being in prison like most people, you know, wouldn't walk around nude. Mm-hmm. But in prison, you get thrown into situations where you butt naked yeah. and a whole bunch around a whole bunch of other people that are. And it's just like you—you you overcome that, yeah. Be- and and it's, uh, it's you're forced to, yeah, because you really have no choice because yeah. you're thrown into a situation, and therefore, you know the phrase like that person has no shame. Mm. You know, it's kind of like you with a group of people, and you're getting ready to eat pizza. As soon as the pizza gets there, you like just button through to be the first person to yeah, line. Like yeah. that person has no shame; yeah. they don't care about what people say, yeah. what people think. They just want that first slice of pizza. And you you should be ashamed for that. Well, yeah, I mean, you you know, there should be like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, you delay food out and it's like nobody goes to get it. I kind of got like a five-second rule in a situation like that. You know, (laughs) if they're getting ready to eat and the food is put out, somebody prays, and it's like, okay, everybody eat. And then people just stand around. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, especially if I'm hungry, I'm like, I'm looking. I'm like, you know, I'll go tell somebody, yeah. like, go ahead and go. You know, or it's kind of like, you know, ladies first.
1: Yeah. You know, yeah. but
0: you tell people like, oh, I'll go in a minute. I'm like, okay, in my mind, I'm counting to five. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be the icebreaker. And sure enough, yeah. if, if that happens... Every single time, as soon as I go over and grab the plate, yeah. then everybody yeah. else follows.
1: Some people are probably too ashamed to be yeah. the first one. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like I, I'll bear the brunt of yeah. that, and I don't even care what you, somebody thinks or says. You I'm despise saying. that shame. I, Yeah, yeah. I can care less <laughs> you about that. Nothing man.
0: of it. I give people a chance though, because I ain't. I'm not gonna <laughs> be that guy where I'm barging in. Yeah. But if I'm hungry and ain't nobody going, it's like, come on, man. Like yeah. I know out of all these people, it's people hungry. But you're trying to be nice.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Right. I really like that. Like you, you bear the shame. You despise it. And in a very tiny way. But
0: listen, I'm doing it for other people and not just myself. That's right. Which is different than Jesus. Like he didn't die on the cross for himself. Yeah, that's true. He did it exclusively for others. I'm doing it Maybe 60 40, you know, 60-me. Depending on if
1: it's lumonati's or if, Giordano's. Yeah if, yeah, if it's Giordano's,
0: it's 100% me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Straight up.
1: So. You know, we had lumonati's uh, a couple weeks ago, and I remember you saying that, and I couldn't remember which of the pizzas you liked or oh. didn't like. Mm-hmm. And I had the lumonati's I'm like, this can't be the one that he liked. No, Giordano's, <laughs> yeah, man. Can't be the one. All right, let me give you some, let's get some, Final observations about this. I know we're going kind of long, but I think, it's, I think it's worth it for people. So some observations about Jesus and his emotions. First mm-hmm. one is that Jesus was really emotionally balanced. Again, if you put them all out on the wheel, you'll see that he had emotions from both sides of the thing. He's really emotionally balanced. Now, let me let me stop yeah. right there and
0: ask a question. So we talked earlier about these two different sides. One yeah. is your needs are met. One is your needs aren't met. Yeah. The emotions that Jesus demonstrated that are on the side of the wheel where his needs weren't met. Mm-hmm. Is that true of him?
1: Yes. When his needs were not met, like when were, he was were not. Yeah, met. we're not like when he was tired, when he was frustrated. When he was angry, okay, there was okay. like needs in his life that okay. if he were to have his but way. It, but it,
0: yeah, so it wouldn't necessarily be like a need in his life. It's his desire for other people to have.
1: Or a need in his life. Like he was tired. Yeah, so I get the He tire. was hungry. <clears throat>
0: I get that. That's um, like a human thing because he had a human body. He
1: lost a friend named Lazarus. You know, he, he, he liked his friend. There was, you know, his need was the fact that he liked his friend. Well, he
0: kind of met his own need in that case because he brought yeah. it back from the <laughs> that's true. I mean, I'm just trying yeah. to... I guess what I'm yeah. trying to get at, it, what popped in my head is, like, other than the need for food, mm-hmm. water, and just being tired because you walked everywhere, being in the hot mm-hmm. sun, that's going to make a human body, mm-hmm. al- albeit a, a sinless human body mm-hmm. that Jesus had, it still was a human body. So mm-hmm. it makes sense that he would... Like, being tired to me is an emotion. Being fatigued isn't necessarily an emotion. It is, it is, though. And that's a not necessarily, yeah. you know oh, what okay, I mean? Okay, not so, necessarily, So it yeah. can be, but it also yeah. could just be like, I'm tired because I walked 10 miles. Yeah, physically. You know, in physical. the desert. Yeah, Yeah, so, yeah. But I'm just thinking, like, a need being met in my mind signifies a deficit of something that's in mm-hmm. me. And I'm always kind of like, when I'm thinking about Jesus, it's like, Jesus had no sin. Did he mm-hmm. have any
1: deficiencies? And it's a deficit in the world around you as well. Oh, without a doubt. Without it's not doubt. just in you, but it's you in you. And it's you in the world around you. And the needs that were there and the deficits that were there. Like disciples who are bumbling idiots at times. Yeah. People who are trying to attack you. Yeah, I, get,
0: I guess what I'm getting at is maybe these, these emotions that were demonstrated from a need not being met were based on someone else and not himself. Like for instance, I can get angry or I can be sad for something that I did Mm -hmm. that causes me to be angry. Like I get mad and I punch a hole in the wall. And now days later, I'm mad because I got to fix the hole in the wall. Like that's self-inflicted. So Jesus didn't necessarily have these Mm -hmm. self-inflicted deficiencies It was predicated on other people and because of their sin and things going on in their life, that's what caused Mm -hmm. Jesus to maybe have these Mm -hmm. needs that aren't being met. Mm -hmm. Does that that make sense? Yeah,
1: it totally does. And you have to look at these scriptures to see where his reactions come from and recognize that. Some of these reactions, I would have never, like the one with Jesus and the disciples in the garden, like he looked at this thing, the situation he was in, he was full of dread and terror. Mm -hmm. They looked at the same thing and they didn't see that at all. And so his reaction is is the one you need to keep your eye on uh, and the one that's true and right. So he may look at whatever you did, you may uh, punch a hole in the wall and he may look at that same thing and and kind of laugh or, or not, not think of it as a big deal and, and it's not worthy of punching a hole in the wall. So our reactions are differently because he's seeing everything rightly. He's seeing the world as it should be right mm-hmm. side up. Uh, again, again, back to your needs versus wants. We often react about the wants. Mm-hmm. Like I want to have a better reputation, but yeah, I yeah. failed and so now I'm angry. Uh, but his are accurate. His are true. yeah. yeah. So, second observation about it is that um, he knew what his soul was up to. Like, he, he, he was very cued into himself and how he was feeling. It was something we can learn from him. Another one is that, uh, you know, after looking at how many verses on um, sorrow there were, Jesus truly was the man of sorrows. Like, we sing that hymn, Man of Sorrows, mm-hmm. and it really is true. A, a big chunk of the emotional language in the Gospels, is devoted to Jesus' sorrow. Um, the fourth one is, and this will bring us back to the Hebrews 5-7 verse, that he used his emotion to help his devotion. Okay, so remember at the first episode, I said needs our are, are emotions are helpful because they are like information, and they're like glue, they bind people together, and they're like energy to help us do things as well. And uh, there was another one as well, but... Looking at the energy one, and this is what I mean that he uses motion, emotion to help his devotion. So in Hebrews 5.7 it says, in the days of his flesh, Jesus offered prayers and supplications with loud cries and tears to him who was able to save him from death, and it was heard because of his reverence. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. So here is Jesus. He had this overwhelming task in front of him that he needed to do. He needed to Uh, submit and be obedient as a perfect son to the will of his father Mm and in in order to go to the cross now how am I going to do that because he had human flesh just like we do Mm -hmm. how am I going to do that well his emotions kicked in gave him the energy that he needed to pull that off and to submit I just think that's a really uh, Mm. cool use of our emotions uh, the energy energy that we need to do a task, whether it's a mental task or a spiritual task, a physical task, you can use your emotions to do that. Um, I think we talked about last time um, how like we can get ourselves revved up to like do some kind of physical thing I remember. Uh, in high school, I had to do, there's this pull up contest. <laughs> did I tell this story?
0: Yeah, I think, yeah. I okay, think did.
1: and like, I listened to this music to get yeah, myself revved up, up yeah. in order to do as many pull ups as I can. It's as, as if Jesus, too, in addition to relying on God and the Spirit, but his emotions kicked in to help his uh, devotion here. And that's something that, it, that could be useful to us as well. So, next observation is that um, Jesus offers the opposite emotion to the one that we are experiencing for example when we're experiencing fear he offers us his peace Mm. next observation is that this um tough guy was willing to be vulnerable and show it like all over in these verses jesus is willing to show his emotion and that really spoke to me because i struggle with showing emotion being vulnerable Mm. showing uh, needs that I have, mm-hmm. and Jesus, like, hey, I'm, I need to rest. I'm, I'm weary. I'm angry. I'm upset. I'm frustrated. Uh, mm-hmm. Jesus is willing to be vulnerable uh, and to sh- and to show it. Uh, and also, he was he showed his negative emotions towards others as well. He didn't fall into the trap of mm-hmm. just being nice. But he was upset with you. He he'd show it, mm-hmm. especially uh, if
0: you were a Pharisee. Especially if you were a Pharisee. <laughs>
1: Um, and uh, and then another observation is his emotions came at pivotal points in his mission. So as you look at the, the story of Jesus and the different things he was doing, uh, at pivotal po- pivotal points when he needed to like turn his face towards Jerusalem to go there or to mm. do other things, yeah. it's always marked by emotions. Look for those emotions in the gospel. So mm. it's, again, that emotion helping uh, his devotion. And then finally... I was really struck by the joy in in the gospels that Jesus has that he wants to give us. He has so much joy that he wants to give us. Uh read John 17 again when he's praying to his father. He's got a lot of joy that he wants to give us. Those are my observations. Anything stand out anything more stand out to you about uh his emotions?
0: No, I mean, I like what you said about the significant oh. things happening in his life where he demonstrated some of those emotions. And I was just thinking about like when I was a little kid back in the day, and like the way I grew up and how things were, like if you if I got in trouble at school um, enough to get a whooping, because when I was in elementary school, you got whoopings. They had that paddle, paddle so like you yep. you would get a whooping at school, and then my great grandmother who lived across the street, who I would go to after school until later when my mother would pick me up. Like I would be, I got one whooping already, but that really wasn't that bad a whooping. But I knew that Grandma Velma was gonna <laughs> make me go get that switch off the tree. And she was going to whoop me. So it was like this buildup of anticipation. Yeah. Like, I got another whooping coming. It's going to be worse. But then I knew when Grandma Velma told my mother and then I got home that there was another whooping <laughs> that was going to be coming. And it was just like, you know, I kind of liken that wow. to each day as Jesus was nearing the cross, his anticipation yeah. of of him being led up to that. Of course, he had two things going. He had his humanity which mm-hmm. was was sad, maybe a little fearful, mm-hmm. um, because of the pain he was mm-hmm. gonna go through. But then he had the the godly part of him that was the joy of knowing that each mm-hmm. one of those days was leading up to the redemption of mankind. Yeah. I didn't have that part. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just had to like fear and anger and sadness, you know, as I'm getting these these whoopings, you know, just from, from something I did, you know, and, and, and the hope was that these whoopings would correct my behavior, hmm. and so there was something I think that you said, hmm. um, about that earlier that it corrects something. Um, his emotion helped devotion, mm-hmm. and so th- this this pain and anguish I was going through was hopefully not necessarily it was leading me to devoting uh, my thoughts towards the rules mm-hmm. <laughs> that were being enforced yeah. that I were breaking. Yeah, you know what I mean? So I know that's a stretch, but that's just what popped in my head. Um, you know, I, I think it's good to think about this, you know, being a man and, and the world I lived in growing up and then going to prison. You know, the tough guys definitely some I've been living around my whole life, with the exception of since I've been living in the suburbs, of Chicago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> I haven't run into many tough guys around here. Are people yeah. trying to be tough. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just like this facade that we as men can put on. And, and honestly, when you said earlier about it, like for you, I think you're talking about yourself It being difficult for you to to show your emotions mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm completely the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm happy, like, you know, I'm happy when I'm sad, you know, I'm sad, mm-hmm. you know, and pretty much and you can just look at the countenance on my face. I kind of you heard the expression where your emotions on yeah. your sleeve. That's kind of how I am. Yeah. And And everything can be good and bad. Right. Like I'm probably too much showing my emotion where I need to kind of suck it up sometime and not do that Mm -hmm. whereas the person that doesn't show them at all needs to be like man keep it real yeah you know what i mean when you got a a a boo-boo or ouchie like say out it's okay to say ouch yeah you know it's okay so um you know it's good for us to be aware of the type of person that we are yeah um and try to be balanced you mentioned that jesus was balanced Mm -hmm. we need to be balancing our um the way we demonstrate our emotions we also need to be balanced in our life because as you stated earlier, when our needs aren't being met, that's where the negative emotions come mm-hmm. from. And when they are, that's when the positive. So mm-hmm. just if you if you guys anybody mm-hmm. listening or watching this, if you I think if you can just keep this one thing in mind forever,
1: mm-hmm.
0: like when you have some sort of negative emotion going on, the next thought is where are my needs not being yeah. met? Trace it back that's causing this to take place. Mm-hmm. If we can just Remember that, yeah. I think, man, we could get to a much better place yeah. quickly. We can save ourselves a lot of time, mm. a lot of heartache, and a lot of pain yeah. because then we can say, oh, this is it. Yeah. And I think we'll be able to trace it, yeah. right? And then we get
1: to the yeah. it, that's where the work needs to be yeah. done. And maybe you get all the way back there and you're like, oh, this is actually a want and not a need. You know, yeah, but don't yeah, stop there. Yeah. Don't stop there and say, OK, I recognize that this is not a legitimate need. It's just a want. But
0: why do I have that? Why do want? I have that? Yeah. Why do keep I keep asking this why? Until yeah. You can
1: go all the way back. Yep. Absolutely. To figure it right. out.
0: Absolutely right. So that, that's what I got, yeah. man. That's, I that's like what you said,
1: too. Like some of us need to express maybe our emotions a little less <laughs> and some a little more. You just have to know yourself. But all of us, I think, need to learn to validate the emotions uh, and to receive them from other people mm-hmm. is a good start. And Jesus um, and Jesus did that. So the emotions of Jesus, I th- hope people will find this compelling and, again, a sort of apologetic about his life and how mm-hmm. balanced and just wonderful that he was and relatable. Yeah, absolutely, so. absolutely. So. And that's all we got for you guys
0: this time. So thank you for tuning in again to BS Faith. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you can email us at bumperstickerfaith at gmail.com. You can drop a, a comment. If you're watching on YouTube, give us a like. You can subscribe. like. You can help some brothers out, man. Yeah. If you if you find any value in this, if you think, man, this is good, man, like share it. You know, there's that little like button that says share. You can <laughs> click, and then it'll it'll take you to like an email or a text or some social media platform, and you can just with another click of a yeah. button, boom, just like that. Two or yeah, three. Share clicks. it on
1: your MySpace page. <laughs> yeah, My
0: definitely go to MySpace without a doubt. I don't even know what that is, but man, thank you guys very much, man. God Wait, bless.
1: Thanks to our B.S. crew members, too. I just want to thank them. Yeah, the B.S. crew, man,
0: y'all making things pop for us. We appreciate you, crew. All right. All right. Peace. Peace.